We all fire up in here. It's burning hot. Should he take, take it, it off if it gets too hot up in this spot? Hey, boss, boss, like blue ball fire. Nick, what you, what say? you say? Yeah. Smoke when I was 26 inch chrome stokes on a hummer. You see it go last for the whole summer. Running your bitch faster than the road runner. Rocks on my wrist. Those go under. I'm riding dollars by the pier. But when you stop, the only thing still spinning is your head. Yeah. All back gloves. Yeah. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. Y'all know how we do it. Welcome to the Riddle Sports Show, y'all. I'm your host, Mark, a.k.a. The Vet, and I'm with DJ Curry. Yo, yo, yo. Building, y'all. What's good? What's up? What's good? It was good. Yo. What's yo. 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 Man. Today on the Sports Show, man, for the one, the one episode that we're going to do, Live today, you know, it's going to drop as soon as we get off the air. It's going to drop as soon as we get off the air. So hope y'all ready for this new invention that we're going to do today. All yeah. right, so let's get into this shit. You know, sports leagues are coming back. Um, the NFL has opened up their training facilities today, as of today. So um, what do you think about that, Dick? I mean, we're in a, in a good step in the right direction. But the only thing is, as far as them opening it, it's only open towards for, just for the athletes that, you know, going through rehab or had injuries, anything like that. That's who they opening the facilities for. But everybody else, you know, has to continue right, right, doing right. what they – So, I mean – Everybody else has to continue doing what they were doing. Yeah, so it's it's still going to be Zoom. Uh, I guess they're Zooming now. Their uh, classes online – um, I believe that they're still doing their, well, I guess their workouts and their trainings and everything else online. So it, it, it's going to be an interesting season this year since the NFL is coming back this year and um, that the NFL has put out their regular season schedule for a 17-game schedule this year and that every team is on the list this year to play in the NFL this today. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember back when we did last show that um, they're in the season or lengthening the season up, though. But um, I guess they're going to go with a full 17. Uh, we're going to see. I mean, now, that's, what they're, that's what they're slated for, to do a full 17. Right. But, and preseason included. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm, you know what I'm most excited to see? For real, for real, I'm mostly excited to see just that when the NFL does come back, I'm I'm mostly excited to see how they're going to modify the helmets. Now, there has been um, some helmet changes going around in the NFL. They're practicing with – I mean, they're talking about improving the helmets for COVID-19 proof Mm -hmm. when the players return to the field. Yeah, um, using – Using a surgical material or N95 type material. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
protective uh protective face masks. The NFL are engineering that right now as we speak live though. Um but you know, and it's going through um the company that is working on these stuff is Oakley. You know, everybody that got the Oakley glasses on that uh rocks Oakley. You know, those are very high expensive sunglasses or those protective glasses that they use in the military. Okay. So and these and you know, they're very protective though. They could they can stop some things from hitting you in the eyeballs or whatever the case may be, you know what I mean? Um, that's just as far as being in the military is concerned, you know, stops hot brass from hitting you in the eyeball or stops fragments and stuff like that from hitting you. So it's against, um, it protects our eyewear, protects us from everything in that nature. So I'm very yeah. excited to see what's going to happen in the NFL this year. I'm just excited for football, period. It's been too long, and I'm ready, you know, for football to be back. But like you said, it's also I just, I'm also interested to see how this how the league and how the season is going to turn out due to the COVID nineteen. See, right. see if, for for example, stadiums are going to be filled. Let's see, be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I want to see what. Pre- I mean, you know, what precautionary measures, precautionary players, coaches, whatever. I want to see everything. I want to see how everything is going to turn out. You know, I'm thinking that they're going to start implementing the mask on the sidelines. I think that every player is going to have to wear a mask. I think that every player is going to have to be. You know, pretty much on point and on target with wearing their masks on the sidelines. And um, if they need to check temperatures at the door and basically be on the safe side, checking everybody's temperatures, checking all the coaches' temperatures, checking everybody when they come to the door, asking them, did they have a fever, cough, or anything like that. But my main thing is to see. So, as I was saying, I want to see the main thing that, you know, I'm ready to see in the league is how they're going to prepare for the cold weather gear when it gets cold outside in certain states and how they're going to prepare for it in the winter time frame where COVID-19 is pre- is predominantly the most prevalent in the cold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also want to see why or how this is all going to come about mm-hmm. and when it, and what are the, what are the precautionary attempts of bringing back the audience in 2020 or 2021, or what are they going to do if they want a fan base? Because the NFL is basically going to be on pretty much TV for a time frame until we can get fans back in, I mean, fans back in the stadium. Right. So what that tells you is is that has the NFL come up with priorities of trying to get fans in the in their arenas again, I mean in the stadiums again, or are they gonna just sit it to where it's not all the way fully capacitated at? Or like maybe I would say you can go maybe fifty percent in the in the uh, stadium where everybody sits about two seats away from each other or two to three seats if you got a family larger group, you know what I mean? where you are instructed to sit or 
also dividing up the seats, putting shields near the seats so that fans can enjoy themselves while they're inside the arena. Yeah. I mean, that's something Roger Goodell has to come up with and him, you know, work with him and all the owners and everybody within management in the league. Right, but right. In order to do 50% and space everybody out, that's going to be a lot. Mm-hmm. The, a lot of stadiums aren't really that big. Right. So you ha- you really have to balance out how to really try to get that process going. So what my suggestion would be is to do this. I would say you put up a shield behind the uh behind all of the uh like you know where 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 players would stand at and everything else in that nature. Or you know how players would go down um and come around and sign autographs and behind um everybody behind them, the fan base that's behind them. Mm-hmm. I say we put up shields like the NBA did and shield off the entire uh, circle shielded all the way off. Put all face shields up there about 10 feet high or 12 feet high, and we shield them. That way you could bring in an audience, but they would have to be all required to wear masks all the way outside. So as far as the shield, you're saying like put it around the circle as far as where the field is? Yes. Just going around. Okay. Yeah. Put it all around the field. And then that way... You can protect your players on the field. That way, you better have man, you better management of contact with anybody with COVID nineteen symptoms. I don't know. It's, it's going to be weird, but in a way, I feel I know fans are going to want to be in the stands and watch the games. But if this COVID nineteen doesn't get out of control, and you know, with this get ready to be flu season again after a while, right, right. Um. They might just do it to whereas, you know, they to be the stadiums to be empty and they just play the games. And everybody just watching on TV, but you never know. From here, from now till then, a lot anything can happen. A lot can change. So, and I mean, also the games can be limited. You know, um, speaking of that, I know this is off kind of keto, but I still feel bad and I still feel kind of sorry for the XFL though, even though I've been saying that for the longest time frame that I didn't think the XFL was going to stay around that long anyway because of the hits, the the the, the capacity of it, and everything else that goes with the XFL. I never mm-hmm. thought the XFL was going to last that long anyway. And I never thought that the XFL would be around too much longer anyway after this season was over with because of the hits. Like I said, the contact hits, the player injuries, the player health, and everything else. They're not getting paid that much money to go out on that field every day of the week and basically play. Right. Not being paid that much. And plus the, the revenue that was coming in for the XFL wasn't it wasn't too high. And well, the, some and some of the arenas that they were playing in too wasn't always filled up to the capacity. Well to be honest, the their whole league budget was way off anyway. They didn't have a lot of money to start out with anyway. Right. So it was going to be hard for them to start from the start for them to have a full complete season anyway, right. depending you know due to payroll you know you got to pay the players, pay the coaches, yep. all that. So with this happening, of course they had to. I think didn't some teams or the league file for bankruptcy or whatever? Yeah, they did file for bankruptcy. Yeah, so 
like I said, if they would have had more of a backing, yep, then the XFL could the XFL can be successful. It's not like the XFL was a bad league. It's not a bad league. It's just no. they they had some rules that I liked, but it's just they gotta have that that support, you know. But they also gotta make it a lot safer to other to the players as well too on the field. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of hits. I've seen a lot of concussion hits that were in the XFL that you don't see in the NFL. And it makes you start to value why the NFL did what they did too as well, though, because, you know, how they changed the game up to being kind of soft and almost damn near flag or touch football. You know what I mean? Because of the hitting that was going on out there. We love a good hit as the fans. But we also got to think about the players' the players' safety and the players' health as well on the field, because if your flavor, if your favorite player goes down on the field, you know, then what are we going to do when, you know, we don't have our favorite player on the field next game or two games after that because he's gotten hurt on the right. field, you know? In the XFL, we we seen a lot of our star player, some of our star players that was in the NFL out on the field. And it wasn't able to keep going like they were going because of the fact about the injuries, maybe a concussion here and there, or they didn't look right. Well, football is a violent sport, period. No matter what you do. It don't matter how how or what you do to try to make the game more safe, it's really not going to be safe. You're gonna no. get you're gonna get hurt regardless. Even if they do it to where it's real safe. Even if you make a tackle, you can still get hurt. It doesn't matter. So it's like you can take as many safety precautions as you can, but it's really you're going to get hurt regardless. Now, as far as the whole concussion thing, I can understand why, you know, they the NFL did what they did. Right. That's violent shots to the head. Now, from far as I see, they have eliminated it, but sometimes, you know, there'll still be some some, crit- some crucial hits. Yeah, I mean, and crucial hits are going to happen. And nobody's saying that the crucial hits aren't going to happen or that some hits won't be legit or some hits are just going to be to where, um, I should say, uh, what should I say, um, that some hits aren't going to be, like, off the wall or somebody's not going to take a dive and the hit that just coming because they're in full play motion and they're already going for the contact, but they're going for contact. That I'm not saying that that's not going to happen. But mm. what I am saying is, is this: that being in the NFL, you're taught how to tackle. You're taught to tackle with using your shoulders. You're not taught to tackle with your helmet. And some of the helmet helmet contacts I see on the in the in the, in the um, league today. You know, some of them are intentional. Some of them are not intentional. It's just the way that you're going for the hit. A lot of helmet-to-helmet contact was not intentional on the field, though, but you still get a penalty for it anyway. And that's just because the player was going at full motion and couldn't stop Mm -hmm. on the drop of a dime. He couldn't stop or turn his hips or turn away to where he wasn't making contact with the player that was in front of him. So... it's one of the things where, like I said, in the XFL, I didn't see too many protocols in the XFL where them hits weren't legal. 
Okay. You know, so, it, I mean, like I said, I feel sorry for the XFL. I do. I really, really do. But, like I said, even due to COVID-19, even if COVID-19 wasn't prepared, to, I mean, even if COVID-19 wasn't here, I still don't believe that this league would have standed up and made a real good name for itself like that, though, because of the contact. Well, the main, I, I feel sorry for the players that, you know, this was their second opportunity to get back into the league. Yeah. But I mean, see, some players did get into the league because they did get signed by teams. Yeah. But not everybody did. Right. Now, now some of the players, now some of the players that I've seen, like, um, yeah, I know I'm about to bring his name back up, though, but and he hasn't been talked about in a while. And I don't know why I'm about to bring his name back up, though. But Colin Kaepernick had an opportunity to go back into that league, though, but they was not going to pay him his contract money that he had that that he rightfully deserved. Which but, is why, which is why I said if they would have had the financial backing, yeah, they would have been able to do that. But also, too, is though Colin Kaepernick messed himself over with that same with the same judgment call that he had. He could have been back in the league. But he just had to take, you know, he had to take that cut. Well, he would have been back in the league because we then we had a chance to see what Colin Kaepernick was really made of. We were gonna see if his training was really doing what it was really supposed to do while he was outside the XFL. I mean, while he was out of the NFL, why he's doing all these training videos, why he's doing all this other stuff that's on the outside of the field, kind of still messed himself over with the league because of the fact that matters that your tail didn't want to go out there and you didn't want to go to the training facility where everything was set up at. You changed it at two hours later and we just want to see where you're at. So he had a chance to go back in the NFL. I mean, and, and he had a chance to go in the XFL or the NFL just to see where, you know, just to get him coached up to see where he at. But the, I don't know. That whole call a cabinet thing. It's a fishy situation because it's not like he did anything wrong to get kicked out of the league for one. Well, nobody is excluding that he did anything wrong, but your cause of your cause for what you were standing up for was noted. But it was sometimes it's time to get back into okay. the NFL. Let me let me ask you this then. Okay. Does your cause for you taking the knee, does that override the fact that you have certain NFL players in the league now that's been hitting women, raping women, and are still playing? How does that compare? Well, now, now, good thing you brought that up, though. See, now we could change the we could change the narrative. We could try to change the narrative all we want, you know, on that on that factor. Um, the cause and effect of this thing is, is this, you took a knee, there's still players out there that can still take a stance towards something else by starting foundations Mm -hmm. to help protect some of these women that are out there getting beat up by NFL players. Mm -hmm. You can start a committee board for injustice, social injustice, domestic violence. The NFL has all this stuff, some of that stuff in play. Already, mm-hmm. the domestic violence case is already in place. Now, if you want to really make it known, 
you really want to make this known, you start up an NFL committee that stops it or tries to prevent it from happening. You stop some of these players that have beaten up women around the league from coming back in the NFL. Now, if they now that depends on the case. You understand what I'm saying? That depends on the case. Was it true or was it false? You have to do a thorough investigation. Which, which, I, which mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Now, you have to do a thorough investigation before you ban somebody from the league. Now, I think the NFL has done somewhat of a good job of doing that and somewhat of and majority of a bad job of banning some of these players because they don't do a thorough, thorough investigation of what's going on. Now, that brings me to this the stupidity of two players. You know what I mean? That just brings up the stupidity of two players that I'm about to name right now. One player being DeAndre Baker from the uh, New York Giants cornerback. Armed robbery case. What the hell are you doing with weapons? And what are you doing? You know, what are you doing? Oh, no, no, no. Don't, don't. That's just one idiot. Don't forget the other idiot. And then uh, I'm about to get the other idiot. Quentin Dunbar. You understand what I'm saying? All were involved in... in, in, Former. in, in Former Washington Redskins. Current yeah, Seattle Seahawks. Yep. And he faces, and they both faces um, four counts of armed robbery with a firearm. Mm-hmm. Now, now, the two players are accused of stealing money and watches while holding firearms, according to the arrest warrant. Multiple witnesses allege that Baker ordered another suspect wearing a red mask to shoot an individual who entered during the incident. Now, if that ain't about the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life, Mm-hmm. You're football players. You're doggone making millions of dollars. You're fucking football players, and I mean, and I and I meant that. You're you're football players, mm-hmm. and you're doing out and you're going out here. You're robbing people at gunpoint now. Even if the case ain't, I mean, we we don't know if the case is true or not. But for right now, they both pleaded not guilty to the situation. But even as the case is going on right now and the investigations are going on right now, who the hell and why in the hell would you even want to be involved in some shit like that? Let's let's be real here. Why would you even want to be involved with some shit like that? You got mega millions on the line that you're making off the NFL by just playing in the game. You're making millions of dollars. Where is all your money going? Is is it going to just drugs? Is it going to these firearms? What is it that makes you want to get involved? Are are you too gangster enough to just oh the NFL that might not be coming back, so I might not get paid or some 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 whatever goes down? You know I don't know how long I'm gonna be in the league for, so I gotta go still do my gangster stuff on the side. What is your probable cause of going out here holding up people for robbery and you're robbing them of watches that you can buy offhand? Jewelry and stuff that you could buy offhand with your money twice over. And why were you even outside in the first place and not in the goddamn house studying your playbooks? So many questions to be answered. But but you understand what I'm saying here, though. You got so much other shit that you can be doing to spare your time for being at home on a stay-at-home order 
you know what I mean, on a stay your ass at home order, I should say, and your stupid asses are out here robbing people over money that you can get on your, you can have 10 times over? Does that make any legit sense? I'll tell you like this, and I hate to be the one to, to compare it to this, but not, I'm not trying to be funny, but I'm starting to see stupid patterns. I think, I don't know if they want to be like Aaron Hernandez and want to have a double life right, or, or what, but it's not making sense to me. You had, just like Quentin, for, for example, Quentin Dunbar. You signed a contract with us three years, ten million. Right. What are you doing with your money? That and makes, that's what that and makes that's you. What I'm to figure out. You know what I'm saying? That makes you want to go out and do something stupid. You, like you said, you're always in the spotlight, no matter what you do. You're a professional athlete. You're there right. in the spotlight all the fucking time. So you're right. you constantly have eyes watching you. Exactly. Not on then on top of that, you're supposed to be a role model. Exactly. Do you does my thing is does he really know what a role model is? Apparently, you know, apparently not. You know, and it it it, it it's something that, you know, I'm still trying to figure out because if you're gonna be a role model to somebody, then why is your stupidity always, you know, at question. How's how do you really look, you know, at the at the table right now of being a role model? How can you call yourself a role model and you're not showing what role models are supposed to be like? And honestly, if they are guilty of this crime and they are found and proven guilty, I think they should be held to the highest standard of the law. And I'm sorry to put people down like that, though, but I think this should be held to the highest end of the law. You are a superstar. You made it to the NFL. You made it to the top level of any football league around the world. Any football league around the world. You have made it to the top level of your game. And all you had to do was apply whatever you did to get to the NFL and apply it there mm-hmm. and maintain it. Your athleticism. Your speed, your knowledge, your focus, your drive that got you there, that got you off them streets in the first place, the same drive that got you off the streets in the first place is the same drive that you should have now in the NFL that you have now. Just because you made it don't mean you're going to stay always at the top. Mm-hmm. Doesn't and mean you're going to stay with the same team forever in a day. Any team can trade you. Any team can drop you at any heartbeat of a second if you're not playing to the best of your abilities. Anybody can drop you. Anybody can go. It's the league of a business. As you always say on the show, it's a business first. It's no hard feelings in it, but it's straight business. If you're too old, you get dropped. There's not a lot of people that can stay in the league like Tom Brady is right now or like Brett Favre did when he came back and played for Minnesota and beat every team in the league. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of people that can do all that. Like we always say, what does NFL stand for? Exactly. Not for long. Sorry, you was breaking up there a little bit, D. I said, like like I said, NFL stands for not for long. Exactly. 
it's never going to be for that long. And you never know when your time is up. So while you're still making the money that you're making now, don't go out there and do ignorant shit. Haven't we learned, haven't we all learned from Ezekiel Elliott's position? Haven't we all learned from the Kareem Hunts of the world? Kareem Hunt didn't even, I don't even think Kareem Hunt seen the field. I mean, he's seen the field a couple, a few times last year. You understand what I'm saying? So, so what is it that makes you want to go out there and do something so stupid and petty? And then, and then when it comes down to contract time frame, oh, you in my face for some more money. You in my face to be the highest played person in the league because you think you at the top of your game and you ain't worth shit. Exactly, and that, and that's my and that's my issue with Quentin Dunbar. Like first. It was you had a problem with you wanted to get more money, this and that, and then it, the story turns around. Oh, you know, I'm gonna wait to I'm gonna play my let I'm gonna play this last year, and I'm gonna let my play this year determine what my contract will be next year. And then all of a sudden, it goes back to what it went to in the first place, with you wanting to have you know get paid more money, but then you get right. released, and then as soon as you get released, and you go to <laughs> Seattle. And now you up jump, and then this dumb stuff comes out. Exactly, and 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 it hasn't been an off season yet. I'm praying on one off season where we don't hear about an NFL player getting in trouble for something stupid, or I'm waiting for an entire season that I see somebody doesn't get in trouble from being stupid in the NFL. You got yourself here. You made yourself known. By your talent and your and you got drafted, whether you was in the first, second, third, seventh round, I don't care what round you got drafted in. You made the draft pick. They picked you up, even in an undrafted round. You made the cut. So, why not prove it all on the field? Or why thirty-two teams pass you up every time? Mm-hmm. Prove that to me. Why 32 teams passed you up. And all you're proving is, is that the reason why they passed you up. Because you're trouble. Why get yourself involved in anything that's trouble? And especially at this time frame right now, in a pandemic, why get yourself in trouble right now? Exactly. So... You know, to just move away from stupidity for a second. To answer your question, should the NFL or should everybody around the league and every sports agency around the league, I should say, peripheral, do more for domestic violence, social injustice, and anything in that nature? Yes, you're absolutely right. But how you do it is you do what Colin Kaepernick did for a season. Once you seen it got recognized for about a, uh, once you seen it get recognized on the sidelines, then you start to be a committee board. Start up a committee board behind the scenes. Make that known too. Stop with all the kneeling because the kneeling came back the next season and it came back stronger. As you seen, every NFL team took a knee in the middle of the field mm-hmm. with the owners included. Okay, so we seen that stance come about. But now it's with the time frame you open up a committee board and you say, hey, well, let's look into some of these things. We're the role models. We're the athletes. We're people up from these streets. And we're the people from 
you know, some of these places that are getting that people are getting shot at and and getting killed from some of these streets. We're from some of these places. Let's start a committee board and let's start a foundation that helps prevent these things from happening. Well, let's be the leaders of our let's be the leaders of our own people and move forward and to try to check you know, check up on people, make sure people are doing the right things in the middle of the streets, make sure that the cops are doing the right thing in the middle of the streets. Let's be that focal point. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's how you start a social justice committee board. I mean, meeting committee board. That's how you will bring notice to the streets that, hey, we're not going to tolerate this. We're going to start a committee board. We're going to do, we're going to push on Congress. We're going to push on these people to help us out with this stuff you have the one thing that a lot of these people don't have right now and a lot of people are scared of doing you have a voice because the shield is always going to protect its players and protect itself you know that you know that exactly so while you still have the shield protecting you use your voice Wear the sneakers, wear it proudly, wear the names of the people out there, put the names on the on the score on a big Megatron up there so that we all know that we're doing something in the NFL to prevent these things from happening, to show people that we're supporting social injustice out there. To me, it's just I don't like the fact of how when it is like it, 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 that's some racist stuff. If a black football player does something they get kicked out the league and all this and that but then when a white NFL player does something it gets swept under the rug I don't get it and you notice I've noticed that a lot too a lot of things have been swept under the rug a lot lately either and I'm not just talking about some I mean some blacks have been you know some African American citizens have been swept underneath the rug for some of the dumb things that they did too a lot of some of it's been swept in the rug. Like, I'll take Zeke for instance, just for yeah. instance. But the only reason why his was swept in the rug because the the girl lied. No, 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 no. Talk about the last incident that he just got out of hand with. Oh, with the, the party of pushing the security guard. Oh, we all saw him on tape push that security guard down. His incident, his crime was swept underneath the rug because his owner, Jerry Jones of the Dallas Cowboys help get that underneath the rug. Let's be honest. He swept that shit right underneath the rug. Instead of making it known, you know what I mean, instead of making a really scene out of it, instead of finding his ass for it, for real, for real hard, we didn't see, we didn't do that. You, there has to be a punishment for all your crimes that you're doing. And whether we see it behind the scenes or in front of us, we have to make it known that these incidents do can never happen again. You're making a bad name for us. We have to show him that he's not worth the top dollar that he wants. Mm-hmm. And this is how I believe that Jerry Jones could have did that. Not paying them all that money that he that he just paid him to be one of the highest paid running backs in the league today. Yeah. I don't give a damn if he stayed in Cabo forever. He could have stayed in Cabo for all I care. He could have stayed right there in Cabo. 
he wants to stay in Mexico forever, let him stay right there in Mexico forever. And then you see when you what happens when you come back from Cabo. See if you got a job when you come back. I see you then. But off your 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 off the field actions is what's causing you money. I'm gonna find that ass every time you don't come. But see, that's the issue. A lot of these damn players don't believe that the off the field issues makes it, you know, causes their money to slip away. But it does. Everything that you do in the off season. It's, it's going to be a repercussion for it. Exactly. They feel as though like they're above the law. Like it don't matter what I do. It don't matter. It's, I'm just going to get the slap on the wrist, and that's going to be it. Right. And we have seen, you know, I'm going to take people like Ruben Foster. He's been with the. He was with the same girl. Got in trouble a lot of time frames with the same girl, same chick, and. If it didn't prove to him enough that, you know, these incidents can't happen when he got dropped from the San Francisco 49ers. And then, you know, even though I believe that he's one of the he's he could be one of the best linebackers in the league, he can be when he's playing smart and play and not being stupid off the field. But on the field, his actions are great. But off the field has to show too as well. And we can't overlook that. You know what I mean? Now, I believe in this contract, it should always state, and everybody's contract is states, your off-the-field actions is going to keep you from playing on this football team. That's why I think that the whole cultural change in the NFL should happen too as well. There should be a cultural move, cultural change. It should be a new foundation that your off-the-field actions can cost you money or it can cost you playing time or it can cost you whatever the case may be is. Now, forget about all these six-game suspensions and all that stuff like that, though. That's just a pat on the back. You know, it, it doesn't it, – it, it's not one of the things where I see that it's going to ever go down because you're not, you're not doing anything to them. You're only finding them $250,000. Hit their pockets hard with the money that you just paid for them. They're hitting them hard with their pockets if you're really hurt. Hit it for $2 million here. Hit it for $5 million. They've got the money, or they should have the money. Hit them hard. And I'm not saying every athlete deserves I mean, I'm not saying that every athlete deserves it. No. If it's something petty, okay, $250,000 here, pay your fine and go on about your business. Yeah, whatever. But I'm not saying that every athlete is bad, neither. But the ones that are in the league now today that are fighting for the chance to get on the field, but you got hard-headed knuckleheads that are on the field that has some off-season actions that should have prevented them from playing. You got some rookies out here that are still want to play football today that aren't doing anything stupid around here in the NFL that can make a name for themselves. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you got rookies out here that have wanted to play in the NFL or players that didn't do anything off the field that can still play in the NFL, you know, that can still do some things on the field and off the field that's doing something very recreational, you know, that ain't getting in trouble, they can still play and hang around. But you still got knuckleheads and dummies that do stupid shit like hold up people for gunpoint and armed robbery. You got people that's beating up females. You got people that's doing this, that, and the third outside the league. And 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 it is it, it causes a worldwide issue until they buckle down and really have this 
this, you know, things under control, it's going to continue to happen. Exactly. It's going to continue to happen. It don't matter who you are, that stuff is still going to continue to happen. And it's sad that us, and the reason why I say us, like, as far as NFL, don't nobody want to take the initiative to get it under control. Stop right. making these players think that they're just inferior. Like, can't nobody touch them. Exactly. Exactly. These rape charges that's going out there. I mean, NFL players get in trouble for raping females because you think you're privileged to raping females and stuff like that, though. Now, I'm not saying that some of these cases are real. I mean, some of these cases are true, and I'm not saying none of these cases are false. But like after I said, after you do a thorough investigation of every incident that ever goes down, you got to do a thorough investigation. I mean, you got to dig so deep that you got to see all police reports from the incident. You have to see all the evidence that comes down. You have to see everything. And if your evidence shows that this man is guilty or the evidence comes back that he's innocent, then yes. If he's innocent, let him go freely. Let him do whatever he needs to do. But then also tax that ass too because of the fact that you got yourself involved in a situation like that. Uh-huh. I mean, there's got to be some type of penalty because you got involved with something or you was involved in a situation like that because of the fact that matters that your stupid ass was out there doing something stupid anyway, when your ass should have been at home practicing doing something else productive with your life. Been inside the communities, becoming, trying to become the Walter Payton Man of the Year award. You understand what I'm saying? So it, it's not like we can't do something positive for the community or we can't be out there practicing with our teammates and stuff like that in the off season. No, but you got to be productive. You got to do some things that are productive. Exactly. And you got to stay productive out there. I mean, I'm not saying do all these charity events. You ain't got to do a lot of charity events. You ain't got to do a lot of things. But for once in your lifetime, step outside of the realms of going out here, picking up trash on the side of the road. Go clean your neighborhoods up. Go back home and stop spending your money on all this jewelry, diamonds, and gold, and all this other stuff that could come a dime a dozen a day. Take some of that money, go invest it into a community center. Go rebuild the football field for your old high school or for several high schools in around the league. I mean, around around your community. Build up neighborhood parks so that that way crime rate can stop. Make it so it's back in the day so people can, kids can go outside and have somewhere to go play at. Because mm-hmm. you started in the slumps. Doesn't mean somebody else's kid got to start in the slumps neither. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Take that money and revamp your community. Go build some homes. Go build some houses. A lot of NFL players are doing it though too today. A lot of players are taking the involved and involvement in their communities and stuff like that though. Regardless whether you're from there or not, go take your time out and effort out. LeBron James did the one thing that I never thought LeBron James would ever do. He built the whole damn school for people. Yeah, and got them all free scholarships to go to Akron, Ohio. That is true. You understand what I'm saying? He got them all free scholarships, free riding scholarships. Uh-huh. All you got to do is complete the program, and you got a free riding scholarship to go to Akron, Ohio school to college. And, and, and if that's not the one of the brightest things I've ever seen somebody do, 
that's the most smartest. That's the smartest thing I've ever seen an NBA player do. One of the smartest things I've seen them do. One of them. Kobe Bryant changed the game on the outside world by involving himself into other sports and helping develop summer leagues for kids and doing a lot of things. Jordan did kind of some of the same things too, but you know, it is what it is. Take some of that stuff out of there. Uh, even though I don't like Kevin Durant because he ain't come back home though, but Kevin Durant built a whole community seven in PG County. You understand what I'm saying? He built the whole recreation center in PG County. Right. From where he's from. And did a whole documentary on it as well, too. We got to start holding these players accountable, man. We got to start holding these people accountable for their actions and whatever they're doing. You have to. So we're going to slide off of that topic. I know we we kind of dragged it on a little bit, everybody, though, but it's some things that needed to be discussed. And we had a lot of time off a little bit from off the wire. And we want to make sure that these things are known, that we don't tolerate some of the things that are going on around the NFL uh, or outside of on, in the offseason, stuff like that. And we want to make sure that it, it, we make a name for you know, we want to make a name for some of the people that are out there that's doing the right thing. And the people that are not doing the right thing, they need to be charged to the furthest extent of the law. You're athletes. At the end of the day, they're athletes. And they have to be held accountable for their actions. Exactly. Exactly. You're, you're on the grandest stage of them all. And your actions have to be accounted for. Exactly. have to be held against it. Exactly, but you so, you really touched when you you really touched on the point though. If they spent more time, like you said, they spend more time building community centers in their neighborhoods, no matter where they are. Yep. To get kids off the street so they won't do stupid stuff. Right. It would make this a better. It would be a whole lot better. It'd be less crime and everything because you give the kids something to do. Exactly. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. And then kids that are coming up now, you know, in the NFL nowadays, they wouldn't have to see poverty. They wouldn't have to know what poverty looked like because of the fact that you're building low-income homes for them to live in. Uh Um, Joe Burrow said he came from an area where it was low-budget, you know, um, tornadoes tore up his area a lot in Ohio, I think it was, or wherever he's from. You know, but you're rebuilding low budget income homes for them people to live in, and so that way they can survive in these low income homes. And you can label it after yourself all you want to. I don't care if you name the whole complex after yourself, as long as you did something rather than nothing. Exactly. I'm not saying spend all your money in the community. No, I'm not saying that. No, that'd be stupid of me. Well, what I am saying is take that money. Some of that money, some of that endorsement money, and spend it on your community. Start building up community financial things that that can help the community get off the streets. Give places where people can go to find a job at. How about that one? Right. Or give some volunteer hours for kids to go in there and do different things. Or even grown adults. How about that one? Let's start with the adults that's on the street. 
you can you can um you could take uh and build up an adult arena adult facility where adults can go in there and help out i mean other adults can come in there and help out other adults find jobs find local things to do even if they got employed even if they get employed there get some of these people off the streets help them out start up a payment plan for them start up your own investment companies a lot of these players are smart a lot of these players got uh, degrees in business and law. You can do it. You just got to have the right plan for it. Exactly. And then what you do is you take the unspoken talent that's on the courts and stuff like that, though. You get people that's off the streets, off the dope, off the weed, as Stephen A. Smith will say, and you find something for them to do. You find something for them to do. Now, 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 it's always voluntarily you can walk up there and, and find something to do in a recreation center, but you got to want to do it. Right. But if you don't want to do it, then, then you don't have to do it. Like, I ain't going to lie. If I had the cash like them, the one thing I, the main thing I would do, even though I know it's a lot of things that need to be done out here, but the mm-hmm. people that really need to be taken care of, I would build centers around from the homeless to get themselves together and try get them a and be able to let them go through a program to get themselves together and when they come out they have a job and everything to get them off the street. Don't nobody never think about the homeless. Nobody never does. And no. I don't understand that. But That's you know what though these some of these homeless shelters though, and I know you hit a great point on that too. These homeless shelters out here too that you can actually build up and make them into making them a safer environment for people to go into. Like, for instance, like they can have their own room to themselves. A lot of these people never had a room to themselves before in their lives. Their own beds and their own room that they can put up their stuff in there and feel safe to be in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can actually have day-to-day classes inside your building for the homeless people to help them restart their lives back up again. Like, give them a dorm room, for instance. Give them all a dorm room. Mm-hmm. Build up a dorm room for the homeless people. Once they find, like, you know, get them, like, some toothbrushes. Get them some body wash. Donate body wash to them. Donate some stuff to them. But now, these are only for the people that are willing to work and get back together. Not for the ones that slacking. No, no, no. Not for the ones that slacking. Not for the ones that don't want to do it. That they want handouts and they want free things and just this, then this, third. No. I want the ones that's hungry to change. Mm-hmm. If you're not hungry to change, then I don't want you in the facility. That's what some people can do. That's what the inner community people can do, inner sports leagues can do, and everything. Right. So um, we're going to transition off this topic a little bit, though. It's a little heavy topic. <laughs> um, but that was a good the topic, though. I, I, I give credit to that. That was a great good topic right there. I like how we transitioned to that one. Yeah. Um, The NFL is expanding on the Rooney Rule. Teams must interview two minority head coaching candidates mm-hmm. at a time frame. That's our next topic going to hand right here. So it says that the NFL is expanding the Rooney Rule. The league will require clubs to interview at least two external minority candidates for head coach openings and one minority candidate for any coordinator role 
according to the NFL. Teams must also teams also must interview one external minority candidate for senior football operations and one general manager and general manager jobs. Okay, it also adds that teams and the league office must also coordinate, I mean consider minority and or female applicants for senior level positions too as well. Mm-hmm. So what is your take on that one? I don't see why they had to make a rule for it. This, this should have already been going on. I agree. Like, it's once again, that makes me feel as though, like, they really think, like, we don't know what we're doing. Like, we're stupid. We're, I agree. We're Americans just like everybody else. We are just as smart as anyone else. Mike Tomlin. These, these jobs that head, big head coaches or GMs, and all, we can do the same job. Just like anybody else, shoot. But matter of fact, probably can't even do it better. I agree to that too, and I also say that women can do it better too because you know a lot of women are out here stepping in the roles, Dude. stepping in head. I would, lo- you know what? To be honest, I would love to see. I keep the saying, first I, female head coach in the NFL. I always say this: a woman can do any type of job a man can. Yeah. No that matter is, what it is, no matter what it is, a woman can do a job just like a man can. So that is very much factually true. I mean, right now, as far as like our teams now, like our team, we have a, a female coach on our team. Yeah, we do. For the first time in history, we never had one. Nope, we never did. And but we do I want to see. But I really want to see is a female head coach in the NFL. To be honest. In due time, that probably will happen. But to be honest, I would not to throw off like the the sport, but in basketball, San Antonio was getting close. Yeah, Becky Hammond could have could could be the next head coach of the Spurs, but of course, Greg Popovich is grooming Tim Duncan to take over. And you know, it, it's not a bad idea. It, it's really not a bad idea for um, Greg Popovich to do that as well. It's not a bad idea, but I would like to see at least the at least the lady. What's her name again? Becky Hammond. The the lady that you said, Becky Hammond. Becky Hammond. She could be. Um, she could be the assistant head coach of the team. I would like to see more women step up in around leagues. I would like to see more women around the league step up. And like I like how the uh, the WNBA increased pay, increased um, money for women that are pregnant in the NBA and the WNBA. I like how the WNBA changed over their forms and paying these players more money on the court. And off the court, when they off the court actions. Um, I like how the WNBA's changed that up, though. Uh, but I want to see more female head coaches. I do. I really, really do. I want to see what a woman can do on the field as a head coach. Will she be able to take her team there? Will she be able to, to understand the coaching abilities of around the football league? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Basketball leagues and stuff like that, though. Matter of fact, I'm sorry. That's that's factually already happening. <laughs> it's already happening. Look at the WNBA. 
even though they're coaching women, but look at their look at their um look at what they're doing. They're winning championships. Yep. Because they're teaching fundamentals on the court. I've never seen I, I rarely see the NBA players run a three two um run a three two defense. Rarely do I ever see them run a two three defense. Rarely do I ever see them play full court man to man defense. They are preaching defense in women's basketball. That's why a lot of these women are very very competitive against the NBA players when it comes down to these sports because mm-hmm. they're playing defense. They're not letting women are not, are not letting the other women on the court slack off because they're female to female. No, they're not slacking off. They're putting the pressure on them. Mm-hmm. And you know what though? And you know what? Honestly though, it might be a cultural change. It might be a cultural change for some people in the NFL. It might just wake the NFL up. What you thinking? It could, but we will never know. Are they scared that women might apply too much pressure to them? Because I don't don't think so, but like I said, who knows? We're not in their minds, so I don't know. Because I I can honestly say women can scout talent just as well as a man can scout talent. Of course. And they see talent all around them. They can coach up anybody. They can do it. You see them on the fields now, coaching up players on the field. Look at San Francisco. They're coordinators. You know what I'm saying? Their female coordinator over there went to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. The first female coordinator to go to the Super Bowl. Come on now, man. It, 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 it's, it's starting for the women's campaign to come up. Exactly. Women are coming up. And and before you know it, and like you said, before you know it, it's going to happen around the league. These leagues are going to have to change over to towards expanding on hiring head coaches, minority coaches, because we're coming off a time frame. We're coming off the league where not once, I don't think it was one single head coach that was a minority that got picked up in around the league in these head coaching positions. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of candidates that went out there that were minorities. I mean, blacks, African Americans, Spanish, but I mean, but let's be honest though, African American head coaches was never picked up or slated to be under a head coaching job this year, Mm -hmm. this past year. Mm -hmm. Only coach that I've seen this year that still has a job is Mike Tomlin. And, um, what's my boy name down there in uh, Miami? Uh, uh, Brian Flores, Brian, Brian Flores, exactly. Only two I've seen. Now Ron Rivera, he of course he's considered a minority, but Ron Rivera got picked up by the Washington Redskins, though. But I'm start. I want to see Washington get a real head coach that's black. Mike can do a better job in Washington. Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. But a GM spot is still available for the Washington Redskins to do right now. And they still have not fulfilled that void yet. No, but I think what's name is moving himself into that position. I don't know, I don't know if his name is Sam Smith or Sean Smith. But I believe he's moving himself closer into the direction 
of right. being the general, the Redskins' new general manager. I see that coming, kind of folding down. But is the it, the question is, are they going to make him the general manager this year, next year, or whatever the case would be? Is who knows? That's the question. Who knows? We're not going to find out who a GM is going to be surprised later this year. It's supposed to have been after the draft, but right, the draft then came and gone, and we still don't know who our GM is. So, so with this, like you said, with this rule. It should never been a rule in the first place. I don't think it should be something that you have to enforce. I think it already should have been enforced when the league first started. When, you know, as the years came about, I think it should already been enforced. I think it should have been showing that, you know, we're taking a step in the right direction. But we we had to wait and see, game, on that one. We just had to wait and see. We had to wait and see on a lot of different things. And people are getting tired of waiting and seeing what comes about afterwards or this rule or that rule. Just like we had to wait on today to find out whether that rule going to get passed or not, which it already just got passed. The modifications and the changes to the rule. At first, it was just one candidate that you had to uh, interview. Now you're making it two. I don't think it should be just two. I think it should be mandatory that you make it five candidates before you make a ruling on what you want to do. All you're doing is basically stepping into a role of a head coaching job and you got maybe what? So that means that that's five white head coaches. And does that mean that only two can two minority candidates can come up there to get an interview? Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? The, if five and two doesn't make sense. Now, does it? That's not a good ratio, is it? That means you got to kill the interview for a head coaching position against five other white candidates. That five to two ratio doesn't make sense. Now, does it? It don't. So, which takes me back towards saying that you should up the game. You should up the numbers. And like I said, even if a female come up there and wants a head coaching job, you should make that three or four of them. Yeah, but who knows and you know if we'll ever see that right who want who i mean and but you have to change the narrative on that though you have to get the narrative out there that you want to see change and that's how you change the game by one team waking up into the fact about is that we have to see change we have to wake up and say that we want to see what it is that we want to see on the field if males aren't getting the job done, then let a female step in and check it, try to take it over. If you're tired of hiring ex-head coaches from different teams that never got the job done on other teams or their resume don't really speak for themselves or how they did it, or some of these uh, some of these people, yeah. But um, we're going to wrap this uh, up a little bit, Dito. Um, we're going to give everybody a part two tonight, if we can. Still with us, D? Yeah. So we're going to wrap this up for tonight, I mean, for today. We're going to post this as a part one to our uh, show. Hey, everybody, we still got more things coming towards y'all way to later on tonight, y'all. So stay tuned for the Riddle Sports Show later on tonight. Uh, either it will drop tonight or drop tomorrow morning. 
I'm your host, Mark, a.k.a. The Vet, and this has been DJ Curry live and in the den. Yes, sir. Well, we definitely be back tonight. We're going to be back tonight, y'all. Let's rock it out, dude. Let's rock. All right, y'all. Stay tuned for later on tonight's show. I mean, tomorrow morning show or later on tonight's show, y'all. We'll see y'all later. We'll see y'all later.